John the Viking Mauser here with the Get Strong or Die podcast. Today my guest is Travis Clark. Um, how are you doing today, Travis? I'm doing great, man. Thanks for having me. <clears throat> um, so let's get this uh, uh, kicked off right here. I uh, want to talk about some strength training stuff. Um, a, a lot of your fans and everything know that you've been training at um, Westside. Can, can you tell us how that's um, affected your, your fight game and, and how it's improved anything? Well, I when I first got into the MMA game, I really wasn't uh, in big in the lifting scene, in, in the strength scene. You know, it was uh, I'm from a small town here in Morristown, did a lot of work. I was work strong, a lot of farm strength, you know. Yeah. Uh, so it kind of carried over, and then I got, got into working out and, met up with Lou and them guys and uh, man what a difference of uh, mentality you know just uh, just walking in that place is a whole different mindset when the women are lifting more than you've ever lifted in your life you know what I mean you're like <laughs> yeah, wow yeah. check this out you know so I was never a big lifter or strength and conditioning uh, guy until uh, I walked in there and I and I started learning from them and man it, it stepped up everything it changed my world uh, so it, uh, it's definitely the best thing I've done. Uh, that's that's cool, and I've I've read a lot about um, Louis Gym and, and a lot of the people that have trained there. And um, from what I've gathered, and correct me if I'm wrong, but the, they don't actually have the fighters um, lifting as much as like the power lifters do. It's a lot of other stuff. The, yeah, you know, there's we have the same method and mentality of some things we attack in ways, but it's not all extreme one one rep heavy power mm-hmm. like the big guys do you know right. they're there they're there making major major you know breaking records all the time and uh you, know, you can't do that as a fighter that right. big being that big so uh yeah so we do a lot of different things um you know tom barry changes things up tremendously keeps you on your toes mm-hmm. and uh just just unbelievable the things they come up with. You never know what you're going to get into, yeah. man. When you show up there, you just really never know. You're just like, oh, here we go. You know, he's like, I got something for you, and here you go. So it's amazing. So, so it's constantly varied, much like the uh, the powerlifting stuff. Is yes, for sure. A lot. Yep, sure. And, all, and always, always learning mm-hmm. and trying th- new things, man. You know, never afraid to try new things. Yeah. Um, so uh, – Matt Brown was up there as well. Yes. Um, I, I think he might still be up there. Well, yeah, he still trains there. Actually, he he was out in uh, Delaware, or not Delaware, Denver. Excuse me, Denver, Colorado for a while. Trained the muscle farm facility. Mm-hmm. He's back now. He's now living back in Columbus. Opened his own gym up there. Um, cool. So things are going well, and yeah, he's back home at Westside. Oh, cool. Um, so when he was there, well, when he first started there, um, they had him. Uh, carrying weights i think they used like a almost like a dip belt and, and it was a pain in the ass to use so they decided they were going to invent a thing and, and they invented this um basically it's like a gym weight room loadable wheelbarrow and they yeah. call it the war wagon and i think um matt brown uh, got a yeah, couple of them right there yep. there's, there's a few in the back <laughs> here. and uh matt brown i think he has a company that sells those um, immortal yep. yeah immortal yep. uh gym equipment or, yep. or something yep. mortal combat um, equipment yeah yeah <laughs> yep. um so well you have two here so yes, obviously have, you've used it <laughs> uh, yes uh i'm a very uh, i believe highly in those man okay uh, anytime you put your body under under weight and under pressure mm-hmm. when you come out of from underneath that pressure mm-hmm. you're tremendously more stronger your body's yeah. adapted to that um and that's exactly what we use it's like <laughs> We always we joke around getting strong like your grandpa used to. Yeah. You know, back in the day, man, it was man strength. It yeah. was 
like when we pulling sleds, it's when them guys pulling trees and pulling stuff out of the woods, logging. I mean, it's it's things that these men did mm-hmm. that made them live till they were ninety. And just like when they shook your hand when you was a little kid, they're like, "Holy yeah, shit, yeah. man! This guy's amazingly mm-hmm. strong," you know. And uh, that's what we do, man. West Side, we we put yourself under pressure, and uh, you know, I mean, we we pull those sled, we pull the sleds. Why with the wheelbarrow, you know? And, and, and oh, yeah. there, there's miserableness <laughs> in all of it. But when you come down, you know, and then and like. You come around that corner and you're almost to the end, and you and you got around both of them buildings with all that pressure. And when that stuff comes off you, man, you feel like you can jump to the moon. You know, uh, it, it's amazing. But when you're when you're circling that building, it's the most hell you've ever been through until you get that weight off. And it, it changes though, man. Because I mean, it really has. It made my knockout ratio went up. Um, you know, I was training with the best in the world, man. I was a rampage, rampage's training partner, sparring partner. Um, <clears throat> With all and all because of my strength and uh, the things I've learned at Westside, you know, I mean, I, I got stronger. I was strong, I guess, like I said, with just being farm strong, I guess mm-hmm. you would say, or brute strength, whatever. But man, just the uh, the difference was amazing. You know, the, yeah. the platform. Have you ever seen an athletics platform, man? Mm-hmm. The, oh yeah, yeah. dude. <clears throat> the belt squat changed my life, man. I mean, that thing. It just it's the power you generate for everything, jujitsu, everything. I mean, it, it, it is such a different. I think every gym in the world should have one to start out with. That was my first piece of equipment I bought. Oh yeah, that <laughs> yeah. Was I was like, oh, that bought. was the first thing I bought when I was when I was starting my gym. That was number one on the list. Oh, okay, cool. Because that was, that was going to be my next question. Because um, a lot of <clears throat> a lot of amateur fighters, um, <clears throat> or or even hobbyists that aren't that aren't fighting um, <clears throat> in martial arts, they don't lift weights. Um, yeah. I mean, it, it's it's uh, it's a very um, unique or, or funny sport because. I think it has probably the highest ratio of people that don't go outside of the sport to do stuff to get better at their right. sport. Um, but I know that a lot of people listening, um, especially with somebody with your influence, if you say, hey, like, buy, get this athletic platform or get yeah. a war wagon or whatever. Yeah, man, uh, uh, they work. Sorry. <laughs> no. well, do, you think the, do you think if there was one thing that you would recommend, it would be the athletic platform? Yes. It's so <clears throat> versatile, man. There's so many things you could do with it. Um, when you get a chance, I'll walk out and share you the new. Did you see the new version actually lately? The, the, the things come off. I mean, there's there's so many things that you can do side steps and the the, pr- the pressure and the power that you can generate from that machine is unbelievable. Okay, um, I, I I love that. Uh, actually, there's like five things that you must have. <laughs> okay. You have to have the sled. You got to have a sled, man. You pull sleds. West Side. If you ever check out anything, West Side, the sled is the most functional strength thing you can do your, your whole your muscles mm-hmm. are moving your whole body when you're pulling that sled mm-hmm. uh the sled the platform the reverse hyper okay because it it is the it bulletproofs your back it makes mm-hmm. you if you got a weak back you don't have anything yeah you know so a week a week back will get you hurt that the reverse hyper will make you unbelievably strong cool and the war wagon man um <clears throat> i like the, the war wagon and uh I, he has the immortal combat the um the bars the they're they're sledgehammers. They're, they're oh, okay. battle. They're oh, I can't remember now. I'm, now I'm, it's like a battle mace thing. Or, yeah. Uh, uh, yes. It yeah. is. It, it's the big mace, man. And it, <laughs> it, and uh, that and a, that and a tire. You can't go wrong. Okay. I so can, yeah. I, can I can make you. <laughs> be, you can be the best in the world with those five pieces of equipment right there. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's what I want to hear because it's it's so hard. Um, like I said, I feel like to get a lot of martial artists to to even. Yeah, you know, do do one thing. You right, know. right, man. And uh, kettlebells, even too, like kettlebells. People, people don't. You don't have to go doing max effort stuff 
as a fighter. You don't have to, you know, everybody's like, what's your bench? Dude, honestly, I haven't benched, like, my <laughs> max. I've never done a max other than, like, three or something, 350-something. That was back when I was trying to see how max, but that doesn't mean nothing to me because yeah. I got to be able to punch. Right. I got to be able to punch for a long time or mm-hmm. if I'm in a jiu-jitsu match or a wrestling match, grappling, something. I have to be able to perform for a long time. Yeah. Them gentlemen, like, they're some of my best friends in the world. They're strong as hell. But all I gotta do is I'll mess with them. All I gotta do is thirty seconds. They grab me, they squeeze me till my head feels like gonna pop off. But after thirty seconds, it's over because yeah. they're, they're lactic acid. They're, yeah. They can't breathe. Then it's my world. <laughs> it's like I yeah. just. But uh, so it's, it's just the different ways things go and the way you tra- train. But uh, the kettlebells, man, it, that's a hell of a good thing too. It's free weight. It's and and, and as far as martial arts, I think kettlebells are a, a great thing as well. You know. Uh, I, I used a lot of kettlebells when I was doing uh, when I first started Evolve. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had a guy up there, Sean Sean Hessen, was my strength conditioning coach, and he uh, he kettlebell me to hell, man. Like <laughs> uh, uh, there's days I'd walk in there and I just knew he's like, "That's your baby," you know, the hundred pound kettlebell. I'm like, oh man, carry that thing around for an hour, you know. And it was just, uh, but like I said, it's mm-hmm. the little things like that. that. You don't have to have a massive, huge gym. You yeah. know, body strength, you know, body movements as a fighter. Mm-hmm. Um, and a little bit of pressure goes a long yeah. way. It goes a really long way. Yeah, I think that's a common misconception when when people. Um, well, I think it comes with competitive nature, right? So if, if you're if you are a competitive martial artist and somebody says, "Hey, you want to lift weights," so you automatically think, "Well, I have to be competitive at that too." Yes. But you don't. No. And and but you you also don't want to be weak. Right, and that's how <laughs> you sometimes get yourself into trouble because you're like, "Oh well." Hell yeah, man! If if you're doing that, so I've put myself in that situation, especially there. Yeah, yeah. You know, oh, yeah. they like to bust my balls because I'm a fighter. Like, oh, they're skinny little fighter, you know, and they're they're eating more food than I can consume in a in a <laughs> in, a, in a city, you know. They're like they're just tearing it up, and I'm like, all right, you know. They and uh, I'm like, well, come, I'll try, you know. And I get under, and I'm like, holy shit! Like, I don't know how. I mean, these guys are lifting thousands of pounds, man. Like, yeah. like just no thanks, dude. Like. <laughs> I got you. I'll call you if I need to lift a car off of me. <laughs> right. you know? But I'll be able to, to dance circles around you and tap tap yeah. your jaw and hit you when I need to. But, man, them boys, it's a different world. <clears throat> yeah, it's two totally different things. But um, yeah, I think both in. both sides could benefit from, from one another. We, yeah, we do, man. And, and it's a good thing. And you've got and the total respect. Mm-hmm. I get there, too. You know, like, yeah, they bust my balls because right. some of the women lift more weight than I do, but they can't do it as long as I can, you know, right, right. And, and the longevity. And, and when we're doing mass, you know, we're going hard for a full hour. We're there. They'll do their <laughs> and they're done. And they take a break for 20 minutes and boom, you know, yeah. which with all due respect, that's great. Yeah. That's your sport. But in our world, you know, yeah, it doesn't help you. You got to be, yeah. you got to be able to roll, and you got to keep going. And because as soon as that lactic acid builds up, you're screwed. So, would you say there's, um, like, obviously, you don't have to be like world's strongest man, right? Right. But, but there's probably, um, at least from what I've discovered, there's probably like a baseline, right? Like, like you should probably be this strong, or expect right. to be especially, this strong, especially for your weight and your body yeah. type. You know what I mean? Like. Bigger guys, you should be able to handle more. You should right. be able to have more pressure, you know, your frame and everything, mm-hmm. you know. So, yeah, there's definitely um, definitely variable levels and things mm-hmm. of that nature that you got to, you know, work yeah. with. But uh, I, I, I feel like, man, if you can't lift your own body weight – Right. You're in trouble in our world, you know. Yeah. Oh yeah. In the martial yeah. arts world, like you got to be sure. able to, you got to be able to at least pick a guy off of you in a situation, or, right. or you know, or get him off of you. So yeah. a lot of a lot of people just, um, man, a lot of people watch TV and watch too much TV and yeah. and and think that they can jump in, in into the game and do things. And 
that's where you get in trouble and you realize and then that's where you realize your baseline real quick all right well maybe i'm not as badass as i thought i was and yeah well i think i think two things that i've picked up when you're saying was um you have to be able to move your own weight and yeah i feel like a lot of um martial artists they talk about body weight stuff and that's fine because and it's good i mean it, it's yeah. easier on your joints things like that um and you should be able to move yourself yes. the easier it is to move you the more you can dance around the more but like you said, you also, there's going to be shitty situations that occur where you have to move yourself with that person on top of you. Right. And that requires a certain amount of, of effort, effort and you got to put that back. You know, their, their force is coming on you and you got to take what they're putting on to you and plus and get it off. So, yeah, I mean, like, you know, it's, it's that kind of situation where you, yeah. you can't just, it's like the tough man situation. I tell these guys that do the tough man all the time. You get, these guys will come in, they'll hit, they'll hit punching bags and they'll run for miles. Dude, that punching bag ain't hitting you back. Right. You know, it's it's a different kind of world when you're in, mm -hmm. you know, like you can be you can feel like you're Muhammad Ali, man. You're like, man, I'm feeling <laughs> great, you know, but, but, but you're hitting that bag, you're you're doing your rounds, you're you're running, you're doing sit-ups, push-ups, and first time you hit in the mouth, it changes everything. You know, Mike Tyson said it best, you know. Yeah, yeah. Everyone's got a plan until they get punched in the face. Yep. And uh there ain't no better there's a no tail sign than oh shit. <laughs> when you're like, everything I trained for just went out the window because then it's survival mode kicks in you know oh, yeah. so it's just like in anything man like if you're not prepared mm -hmm. for what you're competing in and if you're not prepared to die for what you're doing yeah you probably shouldn't be doing it <laughs> that's yeah that's true um another thing i got picked up on uh you mentioned when you were doing the kettlebell training um you said 100 pound kettlebell oh, and, yeah. and i feel like a lot of people um when they go and they get into kettlebells like the 100 pound kettlebell is not even Effect. Oh, dude. They don't even think it's a thing, the you know. Blue kettlebells, <laughs> even the little blues at 26 will make you scream yeah. with, with certain workouts. You right, know? right, right, right. Uh, but, yeah, it just so happens at that point. I mean, I just yeah, – yeah. try. I didn't start out with no 100-pound kettlebell. Right, right, just yeah. so everybody knows. Yeah, I am not built. Superman. <laughs> but when I got to that thing, when I would walk in there and he'd be like, there's your baby today. You know? yeah, yeah. And it, it just makes your heart drop and you want to cry and go yeah. home and call mom like mom my wife i think i should have went to school and been a doctor like you said instead of getting punched in the head and trying this stuff but uh but yeah man like uh that's real that's yeah. a real that's a real that's pressure being under a 100 pound kettle <laughs> oh yeah and you have to move it dynamically yes, so, it, yes. it's, so it's actually more than 100 because right. of the the motion and the speed yes. which it yeah. moves uh, did they did they do um much kettlebell stuff at west side uh, not too too much kettlebell stuff at west side um they're they're just uh, free weight raw kind of. They, they, there's not really much cross fitness kind of kettlebell and stuff to them. Um, they don't they don't not think that it's a good thing. They right. just don't do it there. I mean, especially for there's not many fighters that go there. There's fighters that go, but not a tremendous amount of. It's mainly known for their power lifting, right. so they don't do a lot of the cross training in there. Yeah. When you get there, dude, we're, the fighters are walking around making it so for the the power lifters you know it's all power yeah. lifters <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, yeah you know we're just happy to be in their world <laughs> yeah yeah they broke they've branched into a lot of other uh, sports yeah. too over the years oh yeah. yeah i mean running every it, 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 the man knows louis and Westside. they know exactly what they're talking about mm -hmm. they're they it's it's been tried and true and mm -hmm. these gentlemen don't just talk shit and write books right they put it to work they put yeah. it to test I mean, they'll come up with a piece of equipment. There's been many times I've been a guinea pig on shit and like, <laughs> what the hell is this? And next thing you know, they're selling them by the masses because they yeah. are such a good idea. 
they know what they're doing, man. And uh, I, I honestly, I was in San Francisco, my wife and I, and I saw Bigger, Faster, Stronger. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Mark Bell's uh, yeah. documentary. Yes. Yeah. So when I saw that, and this is right when I started getting into martial arts, and uh, I was like, man, I, I want to go. I'm like, dude, he's two hours from us. What am I doing? I can go yeah. train. I want to train with this guy. Come to find out, no, you can't just go train with this guy. Right. You know, There's no, It's not just that. So uh, fast forward two years of me busting my ass and working with the right people. And uh, Matt Brown and I started a company together, Swollen Knuckles, and uh, okay. a friend of mine, Tony Ramos, who's a powerlifter at Westside. Um, we, uh, we, we did Swollen Knuckles together. And uh, then we started training there all the time. Cool. We started training, and then it was game on from there, man. You know? and, yeah. And then uh, the rest is history. Here I am. Very cool. Uh, one other thing I wanted to talk about with um, the strength training, I think is overlooked a lot by people is, um, you know, strength obviously has its benefit as far as like your power output and stuff. Yeah. But, but I think it also has a tremendous effect on whether on your injury risk and your rate of injury and, and even coming back from injury. I yeah. think I feel like a stronger person will come back from an injury faster than a weaker person. Oh, yeah, I mean, for sure, especially especially if you're still able to function. Why, if, like, say, recently my arm uh, tore the bicep. So to come back, it was – if you're technically already weak and miserable, it's probably going to be a lot more shittier of a ride, and you're probably <laughs> not going to be healthy. So if you're right. healthy and you try to live a, a better life and you're already training hard, mm-hmm. that, that that grits in you, yeah. that training hard grits in you, the – that that's instilled in you after you put you put your time in you know so i think that you definitely would come back stronger and better being an athlete and being someone under that because you know you know what you, you got to do to get through it and yeah a lot of people you know they look at adversity as like uh, it's quit it's time to stop you know mm-hmm. and and you know i look at that as man all right that's just another bump in the road and you know, it's, it's a bumpy road to Easy Street, you know. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> it's a rocky road to Easy Street, yeah. But, uh, yeah, man, I tell you, that, that I, I definitely think it's changed my life, man, because I tell you, I was I was, I had, I was, was on a different path for a while. I, when I was younger, I wrestled, was state champion, came out of high school, and uh, going into college, man, got my, my girlfriend at the time pregnant, got married, did the family thing, and uh, I didn't even start fighting until I was 27. Um I started fighting and rolling it back in when I was 27, when I was going through a divorce. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to get back in the gym. I think that's what I need to do. And yeah. uh, started wrestling again, started jiu-jitsu, and started boxing. And, uh, dude, from now, from then till now, man, I've traveled the world. That's cool. And uh, got to meet the coolest people ever. I got yeah. to meet the best of the best and got to train with, you know, the best. And for someone like Lou Simmons to call me a friend and, and call me up and brother, you know, and to teach me. To give me that opportunity to pass on to kids, man, and other folks, it's been amazing. It's been yeah. a, cr- a crazy journey. Mixed martial arts, you never know where it's going to take you. Yeah, that's awesome. It's been, I've been all over the world, <laughs> man, and, and, and just grew up in de- down the road, Morristown, man, a small town, 500 people in that town, you know. My oh, high yeah. school, yeah, there was 300 <laughs> people graduated out of my high school class, you know, like not, yeah. nothing crazy, nothing, nothing big. Uh, it's just uh, it's crazy to be able to do the things you do, and now I, now I get to – I got an awesome gym, and – Nice training facility across the way here that we, uh, we train mentally handicapped kids in and okay. autistic kids. That's what I do um, for my job now, Team Terra Fitness. Okay. Yeah, tell us about that. I yeah. want to know. Um, yeah, go into detail for me. Yeah, so uh, Team Terra Fitness, I uh, I train uh, mentally handicapped folks in the mentally handicapped community. Um, we uh, try to give them a wellness. We try to give them better wellness in life. Mm-hmm. You know, set up because you know, it's easy to get soda and pop and all this stuff you see commercialized every day, but 
we want them to drink water, drink a bottle of water, right. uh, do this, try to move. Because it's and a lot of times in a, in that community, they get pushed to the back room, and right. it's easier to not see it, you know, and deal with it. But I wanted to, you know, I have a son who's mentally handicapped, and I thought, you know, man, I, I went and watched him play basketball, Special Olympic basketball. Man, he's the coolest, most sportsmanship people I've ever seen. Like when they'll fall down, they'll stop, whoa, whoa, help them up, and then and then they go play. As athletes, we need to see that and mm-hmm. know that we take for granted every day just getting up yeah, yeah. and doing this, man. These kids get up and they are folks, not even kids, get up and they have to overcome whatever their problem is that day mm-hmm. just to even be looked at in society, you know. And yeah, yeah. we take it for granted, you know. I, I every day, I'll, I'll be sore. I'm like, oh, man, I don't want to train. And I'll go watch <laughs> these kids that can barely move or walk anyway run up and down that court with such passion and heart. And I'm like, what is my problem, man? I'm like, get your ass back to the gym and yeah. train, you pussy, you know? Yeah. Like, so uh, it, this really changed my life. And then I got, uh, I work with autistic children now. I got certified in autistic training. So I'm uh, okay. autistic training and uh, fitness. And that's been, um, it's, dude, it's amazing. Like, obviously, I love beating people up for a living. That was a pretty cool job. <laughs> but I've never, like, after a while, you're like, ah, oh, you know. Yeah. You don't really get rewarded for beating people up. You know, you, money, yeah. You get paid money and people want you know, people know who you are, but you don't get that feeling like, hey, man, I accomplished something today. You know, I made yeah. this guy about, you know, yeah, yeah. lose his eyes talking. Well, <laughs> in a certain fashion, that's great, but I feel worth after a day, after I do this with these kids, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Uh, my, my, my day is usually done by four o'clock working with the manly, manly handicapped folks and the autistic kids. And, uh, and then here come the bonehead fighters in with us, you know, they're coming. <laughs> so I get best of both worlds yeah. now, man. I get, to, I get to do something that's so rewarding and so helpful to people. And then I also get to pass on the beautiful thing that I've been taught, strength conditioning and, and fighting. And I mean, it changed my life, man. I could have been, been a bonehead in prison real quick. <laughs> and uh, we're all one bad decision away from that, you know. Right. Um, but fighting kept me out of trouble, kept me out of the bars because I was going, like I said, I was going through some times. And uh, it's like, man, you know what? I think the gym would be a lot better than the bar. Yeah. And uh, it really was, man. It saved my life because uh, could have went down the wrong road quick. And uh, it just, uh, I've been blessed, man. Like I said, I don't even know how it's ever, like, you wouldn't even be talking to me if it wasn't for this stuff, you know? So yeah. so it's an honor to have this kind of conversation with yeah. some people like you that even give a shit what I think or even know. So it's I'm just, I'm very honored and blessed and uh couldn't thank the people, all my coaches, starting from my high school wrestling coach, Rick Link, up, who uh, gave me that time that I just try to give back to the kids and stuff now. So, yeah, that's super it's, cool. It's what yeah. it takes, man. You know, if we don't have someone to give us that, your jiu-jitsu coach, anybody give you that, just that moment and say, hey, man, let's try this, we'd have never, never known, you know, or never even tried. So coaches go a long way, man. Coaches are good people, and they can do a lot of things that people don't realize. Coaches are more mm-hmm. – psychological people than anything i think you know they're yeah. more i'd rather go see them than a psychiatrist or something you know? <laughs> go see my coach go talk to him he'll tell me what i need to talk about yeah, yeah. <laughs> so if if um if somebody was interested in in signing somebody up or becoming a part of one of those programs um that you run here what's the best way to uh, do that uh you can go to teamterror.com teamterrorfitness.com okay and uh or you can source uh, Source Fitness, go to their website, and there's a link on there also, and link okay. over, and uh, email us, and we get you right in there, and mm-hmm. we'll go to town. Very cool. Yeah, that, that's a good thing that, that you're doing there, and uh, um, I feel like a lot of uh, 
fighters, they probably come to that same realization, like, hey, it's great beating people up, but there's no, because there's a lot that do, maybe not in that particular category, right. but there's a lot of people when they get out of fighting, they get out of whatever, and, and they go back, they um, they start things like that, like yeah. charitable foundations. I, I was yeah. listening to um, Joe Rogan's podcast the other day. Somebody was on there. I can't even remember who, but it was a fighter, and, and they started a anti-bullying thing, yeah. and they've been yeah. all over the country doing that. And it's I think I feel like a lot of guys – to get out of MMA, kind of, kind of do that. Well, it's because really, what else are you going to do after fighting? Like, like it's kind of like you know, college wrestling. When you're done with wrestling, yeah, where what are you, you going? Yeah. You have nowhere to go. <laughs> like, all right, well, I did that. My body's beat the hell in the back. Now, now, what can I do to come back from that? So, yeah. and and as an athlete, you always want that, man. There's always uh-huh. that. Yeah. You know, so. Uh, yeah, I don't know, man. It's a it's a it's a forever chasing the tail kind of thing, you yeah. know. <laughs> it is, but it's a good thing to uh, give back. Like I said, it, I feel good at the end of the day. I mean, I, don't get me wrong; I don't mind getting paid to beat people up. That's right. kind of a cool job. <laughs> right. But it's really cool when you see someone who has a disability who's so excited when they come here. Like their 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 days change when they come. Yeah, you know, and when they leave, and 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 the, the things that we can do just working out and training and just spending time with people and mm-hmm. just giving them a little bit of time and a little bit of knowledge goes a long way in this world, man. Yeah. Uh, speaking of knowledge, let's, um, uh, if you don't, without giving away any, um, terror secrets, uh, <laughs> can you tell us what, uh, like an average day is like when you're in a camp, like, oh, like just one day? Well, fight camp, wake up, you wonder what the hell you're doing. <laughs> you're still 40 years, you're 40 years old. You're like, all right, dude, what are you doing? No. Uh, well, I tell you what, man, I get up and uh, I, I start early on fight camp days. I try to get up like 5 a.m., man, and get up, get breakfast in me, and uh, get the worst part of it over with, the strength and conditioning. <laughs> get that over with. It's, uh, it, it's rough, man. I, I, I'm, I'm hard on myself with because if you're not in shape mm-hmm. – and you're you're out there in front of everybody and you're dead, but essentially in your underwear and fighting, uh, that's your fault, man. You can't right. you can't do this. Oh well, he dropped the ball or he did this. No, man. If you don't put yourself in shape, then you're not you're not doing the job you signed a contract to do. You know. Right. So, so I, I'm up early. I'm uh, I'm busting out strength and conditioning early in the morning, whether that be hitting a track or it be in here doing some kind of miserable shit that we always put ourselves through. Um, <laughs> And then uh, go home, get a little nap in, come back midday. Uh, midday is usually tech. Of if it's uh, if it's just boxing, then it's boxing tech. But if it was an MMA fight, then it would either be jujitsu that day, or you know some kind of tech, wrestling tech, or something. And then uh, we come back in in the evening about six six thirty for the last. It'll be pad work or sparring in the evenings, and um, get them last three days in and. And the, the week of is when it's horrible because then it's sauna time. Oh, uh, yeah. But I don't even go there anymore. I'm heavyweight now. There you, there you go. <laughs> I went to heavyweight. I'm like, what? Hold up. I can get over 200 and I don't have to worry about it? <laughs> Sold. There you go. <laughs> but yeah, man, uh, I do a lot. I do a lot of the, in them hours, you know. So it just all depends on what what fight I'm into or what I'm doing. But usually three days, three days, three times a day, uh, at least five days a week, you know. Um, and then on the days – down days at least a couple hours on them down days but uh you got to be prepared man people yeah. that go into this this half-assing it and get hurt it ain't worth it you know i mean you go in prepared to get hurt right but you know, especially that's what i'm running into now 
my heart and my mind, I still feel like I'm 21 years old and I'm, I'm a serial killer. I'm ready to kill. I'm ready to go. Let's go. But my body's telling me no, man. Like, yeah. uh, I'm getting a lot of, well, I'll get in there, but I sleep for four days after the fight and then I wake up like, oh my God, what is going on? You know, so, so you my body's, my body's been through some hell. Uh, you know, you try to keep it maintained as much as possible, but yeah. you can use it as a hammer for so long and then right. it starts to give out on you. But, uh, uh yeah, man, that's. Yeah. So, um, what about uh, nutrition? So I know a lot of um, uh, martial arts people, weight classes, there's a, there's a big obsession with weight and weight classes. Even even the hobbyists, for yeah. some reason, they're trying to trying, cut. Yeah. They're always no, they're, trying so to they cut want to weight. feel like they're part of it. <laughs> and uh, they're always, you know, it, it seems like everybody wants to get lower. Yeah. And, then, and I feel like what most people do is just eat less. Yeah. But but the way you're training, right, you're doing, you're doing the West Side stuff and then, um, you know, when you're in camp that you're doing three days yeah. essentially um you can't starve yourself when you're you training have, that hard you have to eat more which people don't yeah. understand <laughs> you're like what i'm like no i eat like five to six times a day yeah um, and probably not the smallest not, meals but no, you know. no 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 i mean they're they're not you know i mean i eat chicken breast i eat steak i eat i mean i eat my protein but i eat cl- eating clean man eating clean is the thing you know you can't eat like shit and think that you're going to get you know you, what you put in is what you get out right and uh, if you eat clean, good food, like I know a lot of people are like, oh, vegan, vegan, vegan. I love cheese. Mm-hmm. I love milk. Yeah. Uh, so I, I got to have a little bit. Of, I can't go oh, vegan, yeah. you know. Uh, and, I, and I love meat. You know, my wife's a vegetarian, but uh, she makes great vegetarian dishes that help me out, mm-hmm. you know, when I'm just – but I have to have protein. And when you're yeah. building muscle and you're, and you're trying to stay up, <clears throat> you got to get that extra protein in your body to build that up. Yeah, uh, and people, yeah, starving, dude. I, I did it for the first few years of my career. I feel like everybody starts. It's there, you know? it, it's if you're mm. stronger, you can handle anything. Like if right. you make your body stronger instead of killing your body to get down to be where these people are. You know. Yeah. And I know some situations it's a good idea, but there's a lot of people that just they end up shooting themselves in the foot yeah. because. Especially if you're not going pro or you're not, right. you're you, not getting paid. You know, yeah, just, and even just, if you are getting paid, you're not getting paid shit. <laughs> Think about well, it. Yeah. Like, you're really, like, for the first few years, like, I don't know what I had in my head. I'm like, oh, this is going to be awesome. Like, man, you don't get, you don't make shit. Like, you, you barely make it, you know? And yeah, I'm like, yeah. wow, man. Like, this is kind of, this was the coolest thing here actually having a gym. I'm like, wow, there's steady money when you actually do things on a schedule and right. you actually get a paycheck. <laughs> it's kind of nice, you know? Like, fighting, you got it's feast or famine as a fighter, oh, you know? Yeah. And, uh, but, you know, I wouldn't change it. I, it brought me to where I'm at today and a glorified punching bag, but hell, it's a good, it's been a good run. It's <laughs> been a go. good run, man. Yeah, yeah. Hell yeah. Uh, so you're not, um, are, are you doing any kind of, like, are you dodging carbohydrates or anything? You mentioned milk. Oh, yeah, so. yeah, man. I, I, well, I don't drink milk anymore either. I, uh, I love it, but I, I, I can't. I, for some reason, it tears my stomach up now. Oh, yeah. So, uh, I, but I can't get rid of cheese. Right. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I know my wife's like, well, that's dairy. I'm like, yeah, but it ain't. I, I, well, like, I would, I would yeah. drink. I would like, I was that kind of guy that would like get up at midnight, grab a gallon of milk and sit there for 20 seconds chugging it. And, you know, I would drink almost a gallon a day. Yeah. Uh, and that's not probably was the problem. <laughs> but uh, cheese I can't get rid of. But, uh, yeah, I don't eat a lot of uh, carbs, man. I try to stay, just stay, stay clean, man. And mm-hmm. uh, like I say, stuff that can burn up because – you don't want stuff hanging around either. Like, I don't know if you've ate and then got go to a training session and you know all that's coming. Yeah. And if you're training, <laughs> if you're training quite frequently, a couple times a day, 
You oh, got to yeah. plan your meals right. You got to right, eat right because right, yeah. you eat the wrong thing, man. That's, that makes for bad <laughs> practice. <laughs> so, so what kind of carbohydrates are you typically um, getting in? Mostly from like fruit or vegetables or I, uh, a lot of fruit and vegetables. I eat a lot of fruit and vegetables. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know. Um, I, I mean, I don't I don't cut carbs out completely. I mean, I, I but I don't try. I just don't eat a lot of bread, man. Right. I, really, I cut a lot of bread out. Like if I can, I won't eat the bread. Yeah. Other than that, I'm really not that strict. I do things in moderation, and uh, if you eat like a hog, you gotta go train hard. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Like, like, all right, dude. Like you cheated this day. You know you went and had yeah. a pizza beater cheat day, and you're really trying to keep your weight down. If that's really important to you, yeah. you better get your ass to the gym and work yeah. that off because it ain't just gonna fall off. You know? Right. So, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm a. You know, it's everything you do in life, man. Like. It's all in moderation. If you do it right, you'll be all right. But if you go balls deep and eat like a hog, you're going to get a double chin eventually. It's going to happen. You know? <laughs> I don't have one yet, do I? No, uh, no, hey, well, hey, listen, I'm growing my beard a little bit longer. It's, like right now, man, my biggest obesity is old age, and, or my biggest fight is obesity and old age. Yeah. That's why I keep telling people. Like, it's just, you know, that's where I'm at. And I'm 39, going to be 40. Getting old and fat is my biggest fight right now. All right. Uh, well, well, one last question here. Right. Um, if you had any advice for um, anybody that uh, is thinking about going into fighting, or maybe he's had a couple fights and they're thinking about, t- you know, taking it to the next step, um, just one piece of advice. What do you think would be good to throw at him? Go to school and be a doctor. Because <laughs> we fighters need doctors. <laughs> no. no uh, if you, I, I say, man, if you love it, and and if and if you if you're seriously one of the people that can get up in the morning knowing that you're going to get punched in the face that day and, and you continue to love it and chase it, do it, man, because life is too short not to do what you love. Mm-hmm. And and I, I the reason I did it and I'm still doing it to this day is because I never want to look back and regret and say I should have, could have, would have. Yeah. I mean, like I said, I've lived a life that I never in a million years thought I was ever going to live. I, this is – when I was younger, I never in a million years thought I'd be where I'm at today. And – uh Man, I tell you, what a ride! Yeah, and it's because yeah. I didn't stop dreaming. You know, when you you <clears throat> want something, chase it and get it. You know, don't let it go, man. Grab it, and uh, if it's something you're very passionate about, do it. Yeah, I think that's solid advice for any any profession, anything, career, man, yeah. anything in life. You know, yeah. your family, anything, man. Like, dude, it's just grab it and growl. Like, I mean, it, you can say, it, and if you if you let it go that easy, if it comes easy, it's probably not that important to you. Because right. nothing really comes that easy. The hard shit and the things that mean something, you got to work hard to get them, man. And that's the reward. That's the that's the, the the awesomeness is the reward you get for all that hard work you put in. And if you just it comes easy, that's why people these days, man. A lot of see a lot of people like everybody gets their ribbons for just showing up. <laughs> yeah, dude, that ain't gonna work yeah. out well in the long run. I'm telling you, shit's, nah. shit's gonna blow up on us. <laughs> it ain't gonna go good, man. Yeah, you know. <laughs> so I think everybody just got to You got to work hard, man. And if you want something, get it. And uh, you know, fuck, grab and growl. Yeah, hell yeah. Cool. Well, um, <clears throat> I think we'll wrap it up there. Um, if uh, you're interested in any, in any of uh, getting a hold of Travis Clark uh, for training or, or any of the programs, the wonderful programs he has going on here, check him out at um, uh, that was uh, Team Terror Fitness. Team Terror Fitness. Yep. And uh, we'll put that link um, on the on the page, and, and when I promote this, we'll throw that link out there so people can follow it. Um, it's been a pleasure. Awesome, man. It's an honor uh, for you to come here and check me out. Yeah. Appreciate it, dude. It means a lot. John the Viking Mauser with Travis the Terror Clark. This has been Get Strong or Die.